Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. This is your ROH post show. I cannot believe it is March 30th already. Your ROH post show. Normally, this is where me and Reg tell you all about ROH, but tonight, Reg is nowhere to be found. He's off gallivanting around WrestleMania weekend. Good for him. He deserves it. Uh, Luis, our wonderful moderator in the chat, I don't have an access to a super chat document. If you could send that my way, that would be fantastic so that we can get people's super chats and humper chats read. What on earth are those, you might ask? I'll tell you what those are. A super chat and a humper chat are both ways that you can get your question or statement read on air. Humperchats.com. Let's Fightful keep a little bit more of the pie, which we always appreciate. So if you are able, I know their uh, their interface is a little bit wonky. We appreciate you sticking with it because we get to keep more money that way. Uh, or Super Chats, you can send right here, right on YouTube. Uh, we also encourage you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com if you're able to. Lots and lots coming out of there. News on a WWE sale and how Vince McMahon might be affecting the process. We had a huge, huge, huge CM Punk update, which already feels kind of obsolete because who knows what happened with his Instagram uh, story, what the <laughs> status is after that. Uh, but yeah, we've got a lot going on. Overall, I just want to get your initial thoughts on the show. Uh, what did you think of tonight's show? It was a great show. I thought so too. Up and down this one. I thought so too. Um, This was a whole bunch of fun. Again, Louise, I don't have uh, access to our shared doc. If you could send it to me, that would be fantastic. Um, But I thought this was a super fun go home as well. We're going to get into every match that we had on the card tonight, but we're also going to talk about Supercard in general. I think there's a lot of exciting possibilities that can happen here. Um, I think that it's very possible Eddie Kingston is walking out as your next ROH champion. I think that the the uh, TV title match could go either way, too. Any yeah. thoughts on Supercard before we dig into the full card tonight? It's uh, it's stacked. Like, it's supposed to be WrestleMania weekend, and I feel like, for me, it's like Supercard of Honor weekend. It's looking at everything we're going to get tomorrow. Uh even the like non-standard ROH stuff, like one of the most exciting matches on the card is Bikingo and <laughs> They're not even part of Ring of Honor, but like 
Okay, cool. Thanks for that treat there. Shibata versus Wheeler Yuta. Like the the New Japan. I, I'm liking the New Japan crossover that we're getting. Uh, talked about that we'd be seeing Ring of Honor and New Japan have a pretty strong working relationship. And yeah, they okay. kicked that. They they're pulling out all the stops on that already. Shibata Tanahashi. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, we we are absolutely loaded. It is kind of fun how WrestleMania weekend has become a full-on just wrestling weekend. So many independent shows running. I love that they've thrown Supercard into the mix here. But we're going to talk about tonight's episode, and then we will go in-depth on Supercard. Tonight we kicked off with Aussie Open, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher defeating Tony Nese and Ari Davari. And what I thought was a really fun opener, I loved commentary. I Ian and Caprice, I sing their praises every week, but them saying that, uh, like just getting into Tony Nese and how he almost has no shame. Like, I loved that they just talked about how arrogant he is. But, uh, and Ari Javari, yeah. they keep stressing that he's the richest man in wrestling, but he was an athlete first. Like, I like that they don't undercut his ability on commentary. Ultimately, though, we have Aussie Open going over the varsity athletes, winning with the Coriolis, of course. Aussie Open looking great here. I'm intrigued to see if they stick around the ROH division or if this has just been a really nice run for them in America. If they were just there for the tapings and and sticking around for this ladder match, I think they could be a possibility to win. I think they could be a possibility to chase. I feel like Top Flight is going to take home those titles. But as far as what we saw tonight, what did you think of this opener? The varsity athletes are... they're coming across to me like kind of like the 2.0 of ROH where they're they're probably never going to win the tag titles or anything but they're going to just like continually have these great showcase matches with you know more like featured talent I'm really liking the consistency of them I guess like an in memoriam for the trust busters or are uh, would be needed here it looks like that's just not a thing anymore but Davari with the varsity athletes is cool him and Tony Nese work great as a team together. They're both such strong veterans with great instincts. Um, Ozzy opens my pick for the ladder match tomorrow. I think there are a lot of people's pick. I'm going with the heartfelt thing. I feel like it's going to transfer to a team of brothers. I also feel like Top Flight has been a trio on the AEW side with AR Fox. AR Fox kind of got rented for the six-man angle. I think Top Flight is going to be back to tag team competitors. I think they're going to be holding down the four as the ROH tag team champions. But what's really fun about this super card is I feel like for an establishing pay-per-view, your first pay-per-view in the new era, it's not as predictable as you might've thought. I assumed a lot of the kind of what are we up to? I think five or six weeks of programming uh, would be more predictable. And it kind of was because you're establishing who your stars are, who your champions are. You know, you knew Athena was probably going to, come out on top in a lot of her matches you knew Samoa Joe was going to stay consistent with his so getting to showcase some really fantastic matches with rather predictable storylines going into the pay-per-view I don't feel like it's predictable at all I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of these matches went anyway we're going to talk more about that later but I agree with you a really really fun start to the show with this I am kind of I'm not bummed that the trust busters are broken up and that I don't think it was the best put together faction Parker Bordeaux, obviously, I went on to do stuff with Mogul Affiliates. 
I'm not a big fan of that either. Unfortunately, I feel like Swerve <laughs> should be his own breakout star, but it does mummy out that we're not getting Sunny Kiss. I thought ROH would be a great place for Sunny to grow and develop more, especially when I saw the Trustbuster showing up. I'm kind of like, where's my Sunny Kiss at? If you're not going to make Sunny Kiss a baddie, which is what I said from the beginning, I feel like Sunny Kiss should be an ROH, if not with the Trustbusters doing competition on their own. So, but overall, here, a really, really fun start. And I'm looking very, very forward to the ladder match. We've got a chat from Chris Mueller just kind of chiming in on a couple of things. And I do want to mention this toward the start of the show, because if you go to his Twitter, BR underscore Doc, he has a really, really cool giveaway that you can check out if you want to win some ROH related art. BR underscore Doc. Normally I bust his chops and I call him the doctor of the Bleacher Report app. If that ever goes down, he's the guy you contact to get it fixed. He's so good with his IT. He can also fix, you know, uh, your Peacock app this weekend when it's going down. He can fix your ROH stuff. So I'm sorry, it's VR underscore doctor. My bad. My bad, Chris. But doing a great giveaway. One of the most generous people in wrestling media in general. A fantastically, fantastically talented interviewer and writer. Please go support Doc and, hey, get a chance to win some art. Uh, but he does chime in with a super chat here because he's wonderful and supportive, as always, saying Athena and Emmy killed it. Blake and Vikingo was amazing. We're going to get to that. Kingston rules. Mark Briscoe is my hero. ROH firing on all cylinders. I love this show. This very quickly, Dynamite's kind of been on fire again. Like, they put together a really, really fun string of a couple of weeks of shows. ROH but hits different. ROH stylistically... I think will consistently be my favorite wrestling show. Um, I really, really love what is going on here. And I really love that it feels different than AEW. This doesn't feel like a diet AEW, which was a big concern of mine up front. Cause you just never know. You just never know. But Doc pointing out that today was a great episode and ROH is killing it. And I agree. Jesse Ozak saying, hi, I'm going to watch the show now. Jesse, you are in for a treat. Really, really fun episode. A really strong for a go-home as well. So we move along to Miu Yamashita versus Shaza McKenzie. This was awesome. I love seeing Shaza McKenzie on television. And not just because she's in the United States to kick my boss's ass. Because she's going to beat up Sean Ross Sapp one of these Whole days. Time. I promise she you. I promise you. But not getting the win here. Yamashita winning with the roundhouse quick. Kick. This was fun, though. Um, I love getting to see Shaza on my television. And I'm intrigued to see, as they build out this women's division, who's going to be coming in to be kind of mainstays there. I think there are some that are pretty obvious. Trisha Dora, of course, being one of them. I think you'll see a lot of Sky Blue in this if they don't keep her around on the AEW main roster after what I'm assuming is going to be Blood and Guts. Um, there's a lot of women that I would love to see. Miranda Alize, for example, I would love to see Max the Impaler back when Max is done in Japan. Like some of that uh, newer crop that got shut down on and that wonderful, wonderful tournament that Maria Canellis put together kind of not too long before ROH shut down. As it's getting rebooted, I would love to see some of them in there. Um, but here we get to see Shaz and McKenzie. That's a great shout. She's in America now. She's here to beat ass, including Sean Ross Sapp's butt. <laughs> uh, but th this was fun. And Yamashita, I believe, was also a multiverse. So she is doing 
the two places at once gimmick, which I always appreciate in today's wrestling scene. What did you think of this match? Okay, can I be heard? Okay, I am heard now. Excellent. <laughs> I'm sorry for the audio issues. I got a new microphone last week, and it's been very touch and go. <laughs> it's my internet uh, every week, brother. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, technology, it's, you know, it's here to help us and then also make us want to tear every last hair out. <laughs> I was happy for this one. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy seeing uh, Mia Yamashita over here. She's, if, if you're familiar with me at all, I cover indie wrestling with Reg every week on Overbooked. So I'm seeing her on a, I, I'm seeing her on a lot of shows coming in and out and you know she's constantly working indies over here so to see her in roh was really great for me uh i'm always down watching you and masha to kick people's heads off uh i love you know her and her and malachi black in a uh, in a black mass off there you go be, not mad about some, that <laughs> yeah give me that one but also shaza i'm really happy seeing her show up in roh because if if you know her if you're familiar with her at all you know she was you know she's part of shimmer um and her experience and her skill just would be very i you know if roh is also going to be building up like some newer talents and having someone like her around in ring of honor would be i think you know very beneficial to anyone that they're trying to kind of build up and get some more experience with agreed agreed i think it would be really fun to see more of shaza around i also think she's the perfect foil to someone who's gonna just come in and kick your head yeah, off yeah. she's such a bubbly fun presence and um in a different way than like a willow is i don't really know how to articulate the distinction but there there is one shaza is is so so much of that same positive lighthearted energy so when you pair that with someone who's just there to kick your face and it's a really really fun combo i'm excited to see where this goes this taping was also not in that group of pre-tapes that we had gotten up front this was taped in st louis after aw dynamite i think to keep some of the surprises intact going into supercard which i think is great also you can just only get so much done over a weekend or two weekends or whatever they did that so i think that's awesome love seeing shaza there i think she's a consequence of I think she moved between the first set of tapings and this taping. So it's awesome that yeah. they got her on the card. Uh, she actually got into America. I think she like got here. It, it was a, like a week yesterday or the day before. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very, but very recent. Very, very recent. So what I, what I was kind of hoping would come out of this. I was like, oh, maybe Mew Yamashita is going to be on the zero hour tomorrow. I don't know. But I think there's that TJPW show tomorrow too, so I don't, I don't know the times on all that. But yeah, it's gonna be a very, very loaded weekend, and we'll tell you all about the programming that's going on at Fightful this weekend, because buddy, there is a lot oh my of it. Gosh. This is really important. It's breaking news from Meltzer. I don't know why Fightful is not covering it, but Sean Fierce Shaza. That is uh, not an exclusive. That is something that is widely known, but accurately oh. reported by Dave Meltzer. So we do appreciate his coverage in that. Sean definitely fears Shaza. A lot of bravado that you'll see on Twitter with that, but they're going to fight in a diner and Shaza's going to kick his ass. So, and Kylie just saying, love y'all. Can't wait for Supercard tomorrow, buddy. Neither can I. This was a whole bunch of fun. I got to say, 
I love seeing two women's wrestling matches effortlessly put into a broadcast, and I love it when they both are really, really hard-hitting, which is what we got <laughs> tonight. Holy cow. Shotkid29 <laughs> chiming in saying, the first multi-screen night of the weekend. You've got a lot more ahead of you. Very excited about it, though. Started with Bloodsport leading into ROH, and now the post-show with Multiverse United and TDT goes Hollywood. So much wrestling. Thanks for adding us into your rotation there. That's uh, Yeah, you must have like a, an iPad and uh, <laughs> your phone out and at least one television. We appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. I love that um, I get to do this. I had for a really long time in my week's protected Thursdays of like, I'm not subbing in for anybody. I'm not doing anything. And then ROH, of course, my favorite wrestling program coming back on. I was like, I'm, I gotta, I gotta get out of this post show. <laughs> I, I'm giga happy to be here tonight because this has been probably the most satisfying wrestling show of the last four weeks to me. Every week now, uh, in terms of what I'm seeing, but also I just have such a soft spot for ROH. Because uh, me too. I, like early, early in the you know probably 2003 to 2008 range, I was like getting ready to tune out on wrestling and started and that alone kept me watching wrestling for five years longer than I would at the time I can, so. I can appreciate the hell out of that like I I um have been kind of in and out with it I started watching wrestling in 2009 but just as I was starting to give up on it at 11 is when CM Punk dropped the pipe bomb and I didn't know about anything outside of WWE so when he was like, maybe I'll go back to New Japan, maybe I'll go to Ring of Honor. I was like, well, what the hell are those places? And then I went and I dug in and because it was on my radar more, I, I saw what the elite was doing in ROH. And I was one of the few people that was watching it right before it shut down because what you're seeing now with kind of this more sports-based presentation, um, with the extreme commitment to logic with wrestlers who are more character-based than gimmicky-based, they were doing that in a one hour format with wrestlers that I really liked. Some of who I can now call friends, like people that I really, really wanted to see on my screen. Um, and I just felt like, especially in an hour, what a wonderful appetizer it was to to put in the middle of your week. I, I really dug it. So good stuff. And we're seeing that presentation live on, which makes me really happy. Like I, I feel like that was working and it feels like an alternative in the wrestling space. Like very few backstages and when they are they're like a minute long and very few in-ring promos and when they are they're very direct and clear-cut and make sense i really appreciate the commitment to this wrestling style that roh has continued from that era into this one but we move along here the embassy versus jd griffey dak draper who i'm so glad to see back on my screen and arjun singh Man, they're doing a really good job of making the embassy look really strong here. And it, it makes me yeah. happy, but it, it does kind of raise a couple of questions. One, what the hell did it take them so long to figure out something with Brian Cage? And two, what is Brian Cage's contract status realistically? This is a match that I feel like would be on the more predictable side going into Supercard of Honor. The only reason it's not that predictable is because we don't know what's going on with the embassy. But... The embassy winning here, as you would expect. Um, our friends at True Heel Hate Ho, if you've watched Fightful Overbooked, where Mike is, 
You've probably seen SP3 over there. True Hill Heat, great guys. They tweeted that the embassy have made the road warriors of trio wrestling, which I really, really liked. Like they're just destroying everybody <laughs> with strength and aggression. And I was like, what a wonderful comparison that I don't think Apt. I would have pulled out of the air. I'm also just a huge Prince Nana fan. I love the guy. I think this yeah. is a, a thing that's really working. I just don't know how long it's going to stick around, but a good match here. And also we've seen that Shane Taylor Promotions has an eye on some of his former friends in Shane Taylor Promotions that are, of course, in the embassy. But a fun match tonight. What did you think? Well, interestingly, too, J.D. Griffey uh, was on the losing side of this match, and he teamed with Shane Taylor at uh, at uh, Final Battle against, uh, yeah, you know, the Zero Hour. Was it the Zero Hour? I can't remember. Yeah, I believe it was. I believe but, it was on the zero hour. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the embassy. Okay. So like the with the trios titles or the six man titles tomorrow, it's. I, I feel like the results of that match are obviously heavily dependent on what Brian Cage is doing. Yeah, um, and I think it's it's tough too because even if he's out, I feel like they have to still have them win and then run an angle because the other side of that trio, well very skilled and believable champions are kind of just thrown together. You had AR Fox at a completely different trio two weeks before you yeah. started airing ROH. So I think that's the way that that's going to go. I feel like it probably does go to the embassy, but fun stuff tonight. Really, really good. Just clean wrestling show. I, I yeah. really appreciate the way that they approach things, but one thing I, um, one... our wonderful moderator, Luis, who is just, the best and a year older and wiser as of Wednesday said that JD and Shane were on the main card against Swerve and Keith Lee. Duh. That's right. Uh, super, super fun stuff that they have. That's, going on. Oh, there. that's what it was. Shane Taylor promotions too. really had a lot of really wonderful momentum when ROH shut down, but when it did, everybody kind of got splintered and went to different places. So I would love to see Shane Taylor as a focal point in ROH. I really liked the work that he was doing with those six-man titles. Would love to see him reform either his boys or some other boys to be the leader of a faction. He was doing really compelling work, in, in my opinion, before that, that shut down. So, I'd like to see O'Shea Edwards back to just destroy people. Definitely. <laughs> O'Shea um, Edwards, phenomenal. I have noticed over the last few weeks, like... Uh, Khan and Toy Leona have been like kind of bearing more of the load in the embassy's matches. So you know, they were they were monstering it up here in this one too. Yes. I, you know, maybe Yeah, I can definitely see them sliding into more of like a tag team role if we do lose Brian Cage. Uh but yeah, the trio on the other side of like Blake Christian Selfishly, I I love watching Blake Christian singles matches. That's the other thing. I don't know like, if Blake Christian is someone that needs to be in a trio. He's someone that is versatile enough that he can work with just about anyone. But I think you're going to want him kicking around. I think you're going to want him mm -hmm. in that TV title picture at some point. There's a lot of really compelling work he can do outside of there. I'm also very interested to see where Dalton Castle and the boys end up. To me, they were very obvious, like, they're going to be in that trios division and in ROH, that six-man title is something they should be sniffing around. They already lost here. And much like Willow Nightingale, I'm wondering if they end up being on the main roster. 
Dalton Castle is in the most wonderful way, surprisingly very over whenever he comes out. And I say surprisingly because I just didn't know how many people were either aware of him or is it just a thing where people are so bought into what he does from the second he comes out? I'm not sure, but he's getting huge pops. And I think that's kind of what happened with Willow. I think they thought Willow will be a stake in that ROH division, but she became such a star in such a quick amount of time and so heavily involved in what was going on on the AEW side of things. You know, it, it really looked like she was lining up to be that that ROH women's stronghold, that tentpole wrestler there. And I think she's main roster material now for AEW. I'm wondering if Dalton Castle falls into that, that same category, but one of the things that I'm looking forward to for after Supercard of Honor is clarity around who is working where and in what capacity. We've seen so many tag teams in AEW move to the trios picture, um, and we've seen people working both promotions. I'm excited to find out who is a little bit more cemented on each roster. And I'm also just intrigued to see if there's going to be more people that are doing what like an Eddie Kingston is doing, who don't really have anything that they're sniffing around on the AEW main roster and can maybe lend a lot of help to the ROH talent, help them grow and progress, feel really important down there until they can heat something back up on the main roster. I think that was something I was looking forward to was them kind of alleviating that talent roster that had ballooned up so much. So very intrigued to see what comes out of that. Absolutely. hundred percent. Dalton Castle's so special. He's definitely like, you know, TV, TV personality, hundred percent. Agreed. And I've, I've said it a couple times that I feel like he very authentically fits an archetype that um, gets either inauthentically represented or often made fun of in, in wrestling where um, they make it a little bit more sophomoric where I feel like at Dalton Castle, I'm laughing at what he wants me to laugh at rather than I'm laughing at the guy I feel like pretty deadly in NXT is something that they've righted the ship on. But when they first came over, it was more like they were poking fun at at some of the wrong things. The flamboyance of uh, Dalton Castle and the the whole idea of like the peacocking and this very Freddie Mercury kind of over the top presentation is, is really, really fun. And he just has always felt so in control of it. And I've always, always appreciated that. Stay limber, baby chickens. Dalton Castle is coming for a hell of a run, I think, in the very, very near future. We move on to another match that, man, just a hell of a lot of fun. Metalik and AR Fox versus the Infantry, who's Carly Bravo, and MJF killer Sean Dean. As you know, he is 2-0 against MJF. MJF fears him, which is why Sean Dean is clearly on ROH now. This was another one that was just a, a really fun match. Metalik and AR Fox defeating the infantry here with Metalik hitting that rope walk elbow drop on Bravo never ceases to impress. AR Fox has just been an unbelievable asset since he is signed in the AEW ROH umbrella. One of the most athletic guys who is lighting up the indies. And it's kind of funny because I feel like while a lot of people had their pulse on him, I feel like his potential has gotten actualized a little bit quicker than some people, maybe when they walk into AEW ROH, like he was just someone that pretty immediately people were like, that guy rules (laughs) right away, which I I love to see a super fun match. Some really, really great spots here. What were your thoughts? I'm, I'm just happy we're living in this time where we can 
finally see AR Fox on a regular basis. Yes. Turning, like between television and now like Ring of Honor. Pretty much, I'm pretty sure weekly. I don't think he's missed a week. Yeah. Which, uh, I it, It's just a beautiful time. Also, the infantry got a lot of feature on AEW Dark. But I'm really I, I'm happy seeing them as a tag team in Ring of Honor. They work really well together, and they've actually had some great indie matches as well. Uh, so getting to see them, I'm happy for Carly Bravo to get it, to get this opportunity and get to team up with his friend Sean and be in there. And then, of course, against AR Fox and Metal League. You know what they say, a captain of the day keeps MJF away, but I really, really liked this match. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun to be had here, and AR Fox is just that guy. We've seen him succeed already in a trio's capacity. We've seen him... Yep killing it in tag matches like this one tonight i personally after i can't remember it was last week or the week before i need need air fox versus vsk slash jeeves sk or whatever they're calling him right now the two of them had such good chemistry i think that was just last week there's been a lot of wrestling that's happened in between last week and this but their chemistry in ring and that that those trios like the time that they had together, I felt was like some really, really great chemistry. And I was like, that's that match. Like they, <laughs> they have to go do that. Give it to me, please. Absolutely adored that. I felt the same way with Aussie open and now having Stu Grayson back. I'm like, I need Aussie open versus Uno and Grayson. Oh. Like, Oh in wow. Veins, yeah. In my veins right now. Right. Like just feels like a classic in the making. And we move along to what is quickly becoming one of my favorite things on this post-show. Athena versus anyone seems to be the things that we get the most Super Chats about. And I love that from the bottom of my heart because this is some of my favorite, favorite, favorite work I've ever seen out of Athena. Loved her as Ember Moon. I really liked her as a face when she came in with her awesome wings and doing the O face and like crushing it. But whatever happened with Jody Threat, whatever switch they turned, holy hell, is she in some sort of sweet spot right now? And a really fun match. And it's something you guys always want to talk about, which makes me so happy. Just like the real nerd saying, hey, guys, longtime Fightful viewer, first time sending a chat on the show. Thank you so much. We appreciate the support more than you know, especially this show, because like normally we hand this off to Impact, right? And these are two shows that are not on traditional television they're both like kind of hidden tucked away in their own sort of way so when you guys come out and support us like you're also supporting those programs in a way but mm-hmm. when we get views for a show that's not even like on tv proper that just means the world to to me and i know it does to joel and cresta and, and reg as well because this isn't like so so by the mainstream and it also that support goes a long way because just realistically normally the show has four hosts which this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect 
on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Which makes it more expensive. So the more support we can get, the better. We really sincerely appreciate it because this is like my favorite thing to talk about. But... So thank you for the chat in general. Really enjoyed tonight's show. The match between Athena and Emmy was so great. Yes, it was. Excited to be going to Supercard tomorrow in LA. Oh my oh, God. Lucky. So much fun. Find Reg. He'll Ooh. probably be stoned and hitting on some hot moms. But find Reg. And it's going to be such a great show tomorrow. The card is just absolutely insane. Thank you for sending in the chat. This match was a whole hell of a lot of fun. Shame Monster saying... Seriously, Emmy and Athena killed it. Yuka's oversized jacket fit is a mood. Can't wait for the falling goddess versus the magical girl. OTK sign pink striker. I'm very intrigued to see who ends up in this ROH women's division because there's a lot of talent that we saw before that doesn't have a home. And there's a lot of talent that is also kind of right there. And there's a lot of talent that we've seen reoccurring on dark. I would love to see like, I think Danny Jordan is still unsigned. I would love to see like a Danny Jordan sign up or whoever, like people that we saw as mainstays. Um, but I, I loved a lot of this match. We saw two yeah. really hard hitting women's matches as I kind of alluded to before. And these two women beat the hell out of each other. Athena's whole presentation too, man, with her hair, the way it is like with the shaved sides and she's coming out and she's, getting up in the referee's face after matches. Cause at that point there's nothing that the referee can do about it. She wins <laughs> here with the cross face to retain the title, but Holy hell, man, she is on a run that is so special. And I got to say, it's really different than I think a lot of anything that's on TV right now. There's not a heel like this in AEW. There's not really a heel like this on the AEW main. You've got the bad girls of the outcasts, right? And you have, um, Jade Cargill is a very different type of heel. She's cool as hell. Um, and her uh, strengths are are more presentation-based and charisma and the yeah. her presentation. And, oh, my God, you're just so in love with her. Athena is just in there kicking absolute ass. This is really, really special and feels kind of unrepeatable in wrestling. There's probably some stuff in Impact that is a little bit closer to what's going on here. But to me... Athena's run has felt like its own special thing. What were your thoughts on tonight's match? And what do you think of this Athena run so far? So uh, I I was actually at the Athena versus Jody threat match. Uh, cause oh, no kidding. Jody threat the... who is signed to impact. It sounds like so that absolutely rules. Good for her. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was the Canadian debut for AEW when they were in Toronto. So I finally got to get an AEW show in. Uh, so that match was on dark and you know, Canada is responsible for a lot of great things. Uh, 
pea meal bacon, maple syrup, uh, decent beer, federally legal cannabis, Don Callis. And I think our greatest our greatest accomplishment, though, might be the Athena versus Jody threat match happening in Toronto <laughs> and sparking this like vicious streak out of Athena where she's essentially like a one person Blackpool combat club when she's in the ring. She's just beating the daylights out of everybody viciously too, like no holding back full heel she it's amazing and it's it's kind of cool because being there for that match it didn't feel like that to start the match and then they just kind of had like this one exchange and then it just the whole match like flipped and turned into this what we kind of are seeing now um although the way it's evolved over time like i from that point onward, honestly, I think Athena's run has been one of the most fascinating and fun to watch in like all of wrestling as a whole. Big time. It's and I like I just keep wanting more of it. Like I every week for Ring of Honor now, it's like that I can't wait for the Athena match. It really is. And like it is the thing we get the most chats about. RH saying, simply put, Emi Sakura is a living legend and Athena is building a legacy. I love the way you phrase that. Supercard of Honor is shaping up to be the show of the weekend. Buddy, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm also going to call this out because I just, I agree. I absolutely adore that Ian and Capri sign off by saying happy wrestling every week. It makes me happy. It really does. And it's kind of like a double because usually ROH is something that I absolutely love. So then when you say happy wrestling on top of it, I'm like, it is happy wrestling because I really liked everything I just saw. Ronald Hollick saying happy wrestling to all thoroughly enjoyed ROH. Go home and expanding my horizon with the DDT now. Very nice. A lot of people going to find out about some additional (laughs) outside wrestling this weekend with rules. Love uh, to see Miu uh, get in ROH. She has Hugger Bailey appeal with Claudio Strength and Joshi. I love that. All right. Nice comparison. That. I'll take that combo. Really, really fun stuff here. Really fun stuff and a great way to go home, too. I, I really liked it. Emi Sakura has been kind of quietly, I feel like, a little bit of an unsung hero with, with everything that's been hater match too jamie hater for sure for sure like emmy's been um just killing it and helping other wrestlers as they come along and then rising to the task whenever there's someone who's like already kind of at that point matthew mikofsky saying i'm gonna be there tomorrow i'm so effing hyped y'all should find each other wrestling is for friendships don't let people marking out on twitter like Getting all tribalistic and weird fool you. Find each other. Find each other. It's my favorite thing when I hear that people have connected through wrestling. Absolutely do it. Go say hi to Reg, too, for real. I I joked before, but, like, those guys love to talk to you. Some people get, like, a little weird about not wanting to bother them. Reg is really fun to bother. I promise. Go say hi. Really good stuff. Yeah. do, do, Do your best to meet your wrestling connections, though. Like meet up at shows. It's uh, I'm I, I've got it coming in June. I'm so excited. Hell yes, hell yes. So we got Rooster Listico and the Kingdom defeating Top Flight and the Lucha Brothers in another. Holy hell, what a fun match! I don't know what I can say about Roosh that I haven't said week over week, but he is the one that picks up the win here with the bullhorns. Um, this is just one of those 
going a million mile an hour, hard hitting, absolute blasts of a match. I really, really liked it. I feel like I sound like a broken record, but this was a whole hell of a lot of fun. I think a lot of people are learning what Mike Bennett is capable of. And that makes me really happy. Not the biggest Matt Taven gal in the world. Nothing like wrong with him by any means. Just like as a matter of taste, he's not like the guy that I I connect to super hard. There's a lot of people who do. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. He's still a great wrestler. He's put on a lot of really great matches. His cage match with Vincent, uh, like probably a year before they shut down or so was one of my favorites. Um, but to me, like Mike Bennett is just having some really, really standout matches since he's come over to AEW and ROH. Roosh, man, he's one of those guys that I hope they figure out where he's going to stick around. If it's going to be in ROH, awesome. If it's going to be in AEW, great. But like he just keeps putting on, I'll say it, I'm going to go into Sheamus mode, banger after banger after banger. Again, another one, just like we were talking about, like with AR Fox. Solo matches, trios matches, tag matches. Doesn't matter where you put the guy. I hope he gets on like a clear path that is storytelling driven soon because like I love watching him just go a million miles an hour and be a train wreck, but I really, really want him to have something to dig his teeth into. I'm sure with ROH being up and running, he seemed so at home there, but I, I've loved this match. I just hope he gets on a, a specific track in the near future. What did you think of what we saw tonight? It, I don't have like insane thoughts about the match itself because you know it was, it was the here's all the guys that are in the ladder match tomorrow, sure match, yeah. but at the same time it's like four of the best tag teams in the Ring of Honor, so they're still going in there and we got the full display of everybody. It was the great showcase. Uh, Roosh though, like yeah, yeah, I, I come back to Roosh. He's he's just that guy. <laughs> Out of all, out of the whole crop of free agent signings that that they've had, I honestly think that Roosh is like got to be top three out of everyone they've him. ever signed as a free agent. I don't know if I would list him as a top three, but I can't argue with it. Like I, you're not, I can't say that, like that is categorically, like substantively, not a based opinion. That is definitely like, for- a super fair thing. For everything they've got out of him, it's just like it, the Danielson match alone. Like, I'll, oh man, insane, insane. And and then knowing that not only is he going to do great things with Drillistico and LFI, and then like who knows what's who knows what Andrade is going to do when he comes back if they're going to. I don't know if Andrade up. knows that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that too. Like who, like you know, but if he ever comes back, you know, like there's that there's there's that that they could go back to you know how much he's capable of as a singles wrestler he was one of the last roh world champions you know prior to right before bandito yes so i i'm i'm just excited for the ladder match tomorrow now i have to i I have to see all these teams in a completely unleashed everything goes scenario agreed it's gonna be incredible Anti Collins, thanks supporting the show. Love AR Fox. Well, Anti Collins, we freaking love you. You're the best. So I hope you're doing well and you're wonderfully supportive. And you're, oh my God, you're so cool. And you're really hot. <laughs> and you're my best friend. How about that? How about that? The world. 
Uh, <laughs> we are going to take a quick uh, reminder break here to remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select. Tons and tons more coming out of WrestleMania. Sean right now, as we speak, probably is doing a ton of interviews. But let me tell you about the content that you have coming up the next three days on Fightful. Tomorrow you're going to have me and Kylie from Fightful Overbooked as well. We're, we're putting the Fightful Overbooked crew over to this week, and I'm loving it. We're going to have me and Kylie doing the Super Card of Honor post-show, which I'm extremely excited about. You're going to have Robert D. Felice, Dude Felice, and Alex Cardoza doing your SmackDown AEW Rampage post-show. Normally my post, I'm handing it over because I'm obsessed with ROH and I want to do the Super Card post. You're also going to have Alex Pulaski doing Sour Graps. Uh, he does a SmackDown review while doing an AEW Rampage watch-along. Check that out, especially if you like viewing things through a completely different lens than a lot of people do. He is somewhat over, like, hypercritical, but never without context and never without really interesting booking alternatives. He has one of my favorite, 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 favorite minds in wrestling. So check him out there. Saturday, you're going to have me and Alex Pulaski, who I was just talking about doing your NXT Sour Graps post-show for Stand and Deliver. That is shaping up to be awesome in ring-wise. I have my suspicions story-wise, but that should be a whole bunch of fun. You're also on the Fightful main channel, of course, going to have your WrestleMania post-show, which Sean will be back for. But you can catch me and Alex again behind the paywall doing WrestleMania Night 1. Same deal with WrestleMania Night 2. You'll have... The Fightful Select post show with me and Alex, and you will have Sean and a co-host on the main. So tons more coming your way. I'm guessing the City guys are also going to be on Fightful at some point this weekend. I don't know when because they are all in town, which is super fun. Wrestling is for friendship. Happy yep. wrestling, y'all. So Happy tons mess. of content coming your way. And also keep an eye out on Fightful Overbooked where you can catch this feller. Most of the time, but we've got watch alongs there. You're going to have Kate and Joel call it in the ring on Sunday, probably around noon Eastern. We'll recap night one of WrestleMania and preview night two for you there as well. So that is your mid show plug skis. Sorry to shove them down your throat, but I just want you to know we've got so much happening here at Fightful. Orion Ben 666 saying, What could have been with Andrade? Roosh rose above. Well, he's injured, too. I mean, if yep. there's anything that we've learned, it's that backstage skirmishes happen. So yep. uh, I don't know if that's going to feel like a big deal or not. I feel like he's actually someone that has a real leg to stand on when he says he feels like he's been misused. If he feels like he's been misused, mm -hmm. like, that guy's been misused. He's an outstanding wrestler. I feel like he has a way higher ceiling than WWE or AEW has gotten him. Um and I'm intrigued to see what happens if and if and when he comes back. We will see. We and, will see. And let's be and, and let's let, let's ask this more optimistically. What could still be with Andrade? A hundred percent. hundred percent. And you know what? I think some time away in breathing room is a really, really good thing. So yep. don't believe speculation and hype about silly stuff. People get in fights, they move on. We move on to what was a really great segment with Mark Briscoe and Samoa Joe. I love Mark Samoa Briscoe, Joe man. as a heel. I love Samoa Joe as a face, but damn, do I love this guy as a heel. He's talking about how Mark Briscoe is out there disrespecting him. Come on. This is just delicious stuff. Who has a problem with Mark Briscoe in this world right now? Nobody. 
Nobody talks about being one half of tag team champions here, but that this weekend it's all about singles championship. It's his destiny. I love what he's going for here. I wouldn't be totally surprised if he ended up going over. I think it's very possible you could lean into the feel good moment here, but I don't know. I feel like Samoa Joe's got more great work to be able to do with this title. Uh, What were your thoughts on the segment? I love how quick and clean these promos are, man. Yeah, it's really, uh, you know, it's reminiscent of, you know, early 2000s ROH. We get, like, a really dope match in the ring, and then we get, like, a, either a quick little backstage or we get a quick little in-ring and then just more matches. But every, but I just can't help but root for Mark. Like, everyone wants to root for of Mark. Course. Here, of course. But, like, yeah, it's Samoa Joe up on the Contron just speaking his, you know, talking his shit as the king of television. King of television Samoa Joe is it's too good. I just I selfishly want to see a lot more of it. But I don't, I'm so I'm so undecided for this match. I I'm being pulled in two completely different directions. There's like the angel on my shoulder that's just like we all want to cheer for Mark Briscoe, but yeah, Samoa Joe has such an eloquent way of demeaning people. He really does. He really does. This king of streaming services now, I think, has been a really, really fun run. And there's so many ways you can go with it because Samoa Joe can just, he kind of feels like Eddie Kingston in that he can just walk into anything and make it feel personal and important and feel like an imposing figure and really threatening. They could run it back with Hobbs on the main roster. They could throw him in a non-title feud very easily. I just feel like Samoa Joe has so much to offer as a mid-card champion on your developmental program like the the things that he could do for up-and-coming wrestlers who could fight him not that mark briscoe can't this one is one i could think could go either way but a ton of fun here tonight these promos are great you mentioned something that gave me like a nice light bulb in my head but uh you said the name eddie kingston and i would be pretty damn cool with uh mark briscoe freeing Samoa Joe of the TV title. So Samoa Joe could be Eddie Kingston's, you know, first heel challenger for his ROH world title, perhaps. That could be super fun. Um, Alex Pulaski also offered the reverse booking of that, where Eddie Kingston loses the world title picture and goes after Samoa Joe for that mid-card title. That doesn't make me mad either. either. either or. I just want to hear them talk to each other. Right, yeah, there are some promo (laughs) battles that are just waiting in the wings here that I think are going to be delicious. Oh, man, this is one of my favorite things that we have seen in ROH so far is Wheeler Yuta in this pure title run. Um, We got a new pure belt, which looks awesome. He defeated Leon Ruffin tonight uh, in a really fun match. I am obsessed with Wheeler Yuta's ability to take a rule that has fundamentally more rules and continue to cheat around those additional rules. Uh, He wins with the Cobra Clutch crossface here. Tons of nods to Shibata, which was so much fun. Um, This was a really fun match. It wasn't the best match of his reign so far in this rebooted ROH. It didn't need to be. The point was to Tell Shibata he was coming for him, and this was great. He put on, put over Leon Ruffin too, saying that like he did his best. He gave him a good fight, but he's 
he's coming down the mountain for Shibata, who we got to see. Um, I think this has just been some of Wheeler Yuna's best work. I've said week over week, I feel like he seems extremely comfortable in the pure rules context. He seems more comfortable on the mic here than I've ever seen him look ever from the time I've seen him wrestle. This is just good stuff for Wheeler Yuta in ring wise, in the pure context, heel Blackpool combat club calling out Shibata, just fantastic professional wrestling on my screen. And I just like him growing week over week, like just really good promos and very natural. And I think it's because he's a guy that sincerely really likes being a pro wrestler. And a lot of ROH is about, being a pro wrestler. That is just a delicious combination right there. What were your thoughts on this match? I thought Leon Ruffin had a good showing, but this was about Wheeler Yuta tonight. I think honestly, what you were just saying really lends to how Wheeler Yuta is so good at bending, but not breaking the pure rules. He, he and boy, does he bend them too. Uh, yeah. Like him showing this like more aggression and arrogance and his wrestling style with this mat, especially with, you know, having a smaller opponent like Leon Ruffin, like he just dominated him with a wrist lock for a good, almost a good couple minutes to start the match, which in just kept shoving him back down with it. It was really fun watching kind of like, you know, sort of play with him a little bit and we got the, got a little bit of hope for Leon, but obviously, yeah, it was pretty quick work. Uh, Wheeler's just technically amazing. I'm him and Shibata is. I was wondering who he was going to kind of call out for the pure title. Uh, just because you know, looking at his title defenses really within the, the the division, it's like him and Daniel Garcia have been like the two. He did have that, you know, there was that, uh, you know, there is like Josh Woods. In, waiting in the wings too but hell yeah there is that was like <laughs> that was like la- which also you know so and and we you know we saw josh woods and takesha done we in we can borrow it so it's like it's not the josh woods we've been seeing in AEW for the last year this is like it's this is josh woods unleashed and, josh uh, woods also there's just a natural story there he was holding the pure title when roh shut down so exactly um we took it from him last year Exactly. So it, it's uh there's history to play off of there. I would love for them to run it back. I would love for Josh Woods to win it back. Josh Woods is an unbelievable wrestler. He was doing a lot of really, really great work. Very glad he's gotten to spread his wings back in ROH a little bit. He has been playing more of that kind of like jobber role alongside Tony Nice. Um, so very, very happy to see that. But yeah, agreed. This was a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm man, that's one of the things I am salivating. <coughs> Excuse me. That I'm salivating for most. Yeah. What I was trying to say uh, for this super card. What a special thing that Shibata can even wrestle at all. Never mind fighting in a pure rules match on a rebooted ROH. That rules. First ROH appearance since 2017, Luis tells us. Because Luis rules as a moderator. He's researching. He's looking stuff up. He pulled up our super card of honor card that we're going to go through later. But before we do that, we got a couple more matches to get through. I want to shout yeah. out Luis because uh, he's actually he's my birthday, bro. Oh, yeah. no. Shit. All right. <laughs> yeah, we shared the date. We shared okay. the date yesterday. Right on. Happy belated. I wasn't I didn't know that. That's awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm 35 now and it's terrifying. 
You are 21 plus some other years. Okay. That's what we do here. 20. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, What the hell was this next match in the best possible way? Oh, man. El Hijo del Vikingo. I know I sound probably as fluent as our moderator, Luis, defeating Blake Christian in a match where Vikingo might have won, but really the fans did. Holy hell, was this a lot of fun. Luis also said in our notes here that he needs Caprice calling all of Vikingo's matches from yes. now on. Caprice and Ian talk about it every week. The best duo in pro wrestling commentary for me. Um, Kevin Kelly is also right up there as, as far as commentators go. The Impact crew, who we normally hand this off to, they've got a great commentary thing happening there, which they didn't for a really long time, in my opinion. So nice to see. Caprice assigning the proper weight of how the hell does this guy do itness to everything Vikingo did in this match. And boy, did he do a lot. He eventually won with the Huracan Rana pin, I believe. Um, but there were just an insane amount of spots that not only is he so athletic, but like they're all super creative for the most part. Like that's what blows my mind is they, they aren't just like, wow, look at him execute this move. It's all very inventive offense. Blake Christian also just unbelievable, like a really, really great wrestler. He got to show off a lot here as well. This was just a super fun back and forth. We talk about how styles make matchups. Sometimes when styles align and are pretty similar, that creates a whole hell of a lot of fun. What is this caliber of work? Completely agree with Luis, though. I loved Caprice on this. It felt like he was just adding so many layers of love to this. Um, love seeing Blake Christian shine here, too. He's been really great in Norway. She's had some standout spots, but this match right here, I don't want to say it was like a star-making performance fully, because I don't know if the context was right for it, but as far as work rate, Mike, holy hell, this was right up there. I can't believe they gave this away on free TV. Neither Kitty and Rick Abadi and Caprice, which I loved them saying that, really selling the pay-per-view on commentary with this one. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? I mean, just athletically mind-boggling whatever the hell match. <laughs> so I, I'm going to circle back to... You know, every Wednesday I talk about independent wrestling with Reg and a name that I've been that's been coming out of both of our mouths essentially since the show started uh, has been Blake Christian. He got released from WWE in 2001 or sorry, 2021. Oh, my God. Um, and like he's literally just been on a ridiculous run around the indies he's turned up in pwg gcw warrior wrestling progress all over the place and had amazing matches with everyone from speedball moxley will osprey leo rush uh takahashi and i'm just happy to see him in he's getting featured pretty prominently in ring of honor uh he's had Great matches every week on the show so far since the reboot. He's got a shot at the six-man titles tomorrow. He was actually against Colt Cabana in the very first match of the Tony Khan era of Ring of Honor on the Zero Hour to Supercard last year. And I'm just... It, it makes my heart feel full and happy to see him now in the ring with literally like one of the 10 best wrestlers in the world 
and holding his own really well. The match was insane. It was like watching wrestling on the moon. There was just, there was like no gravity. Just the cheats got turned on. They everyone is off the mat for as much as the as much of the time as their feet are on it. Yeah, they uh, were basically flying. So that was a whole mm-hmm. hell of a lot of fun. And it, <laughs> it like it's it's perfect. It's perfectly okay when, as you're saying, like when styles clash. But it's it's just as good still if the styles match. And sometimes the best story of the match, you know, sometimes a good story for a match only needs to be like watch us defy physics for twenty minutes. It's, yeah, I uh, I just wish there were some vignettes. Just kidding, we're not I, going down that road. <laughs> no, but like guys, like guys who can do what Vikingo does, they don't just like grow on trees. They're not. There's not a surplus of Vikingos in the wrestling world. Certainly so not. Let's just Certainly appreciate not. him while he's here and the insane shit that he can do, and then the way he can elevate everybody in there with him too. Agreed. Agreed. And then after this, we also get Blake Christian attacking the embassy backstage. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff as we lead toward that six man, but the most fun stuff in the whole wide world for me. <laughs> as an Eddie Kingston stan, we got Eddie Kingston defeating Christopher Daniels in our main event. And it was a fun one. Loved commentary putting over Eddie's wrestling ability. They said, you know, he didn't, he can do more than just beat ass here. He was Matt wrestling. He was doing some really, really good stuff. He does ultimately win with two straight spinning back fists. A really, really fun match, but we all know what this is leaning toward. Claudio coming out after we get a nice little face off. Kingston wants to do it right now. He doesn't even want to wait till the pay-per-view, Mike, but... Kingston cuts a promo on Vows to win the ROH title at Supercard. Loved this. Loved him talking about the mentorship of the people that have held the title. Talking about that title lineage always makes it feel so important. This feels like Eddie Kingston is acting differently. This feels like Eddie Kingston's character is making a choice to focus on the title and not the people that are getting his goat. I really, really like it. Arrogant prick Claudio rules absolutely absolutely rules because it's very easy to buy into because claudio does seem really cool and he is an ass kicker in the ring and he looks great in a suit with his coffee and his sunglasses on like it is such a perfect presentation for someone who they really kind of flitted around presentation wise in, in wwe um this feels just like they unlocked something that I've been waiting for years to see from Claudio. This is awesome. I think Eddie might go over. I wouldn't be totally shocked if he didn't just because Eddie never goes over in these situations that I always want him to. So I don't even know if I can separate my bias, but it does feel like Eddie's acting a little bit differently, which I appreciate. This doesn't feel like he's getting pissed off at a, the jabs that Claudio is taking. He just wants to focus on winning that title. I love it. Anytime Eddie Kingston brings his mom into it, my heartstrings just get yanked out of my chest. Say like Claudio met his mom, shook his dad's hand. There was a lot happening. Nobody sells me on a pay-per-view more than Eddie Kingston. And he also said, uh, what was it? He was like, by the pay-per-view or you're going to regret the shit out of it or something hilarious. Like yeah, that. I can't remember exactly, but 
between I think that? I tweeted it, but it was it was hysterical. He nobody sells me on a pay per view like that guy. He's like, oh, it starts in eight minutes. Buy the damn pay per view. Like he just cracks me up. Yeah, it, between that and the the full gear zero hour, he I he stole the mic and did a pretty <laughs> good job there too. Like he's got a he's got an, an orthodox and effective way of getting people to part with their money. <laughs> If you don't buy the pay-per-view, you're going to feel like shit. Here's why. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. I love it uh, so much. Can't, also, can't forget, oh, what's a diamond upside down? <laughs> walking. Oh, my God. Fantastic way of, of walking around getting fined. <laughs> Truly. See, he knows. He's like, I don't need to say the S word on television. I got this. I know what I'm doing. I'll go take, to the crowd into saying it instead. Got to take notes. That's how you don't get fined. That's right. Crowd to save for you. I'm just here so I don't get fine, like Marshawn told us. So that is the end of our show. We're gonna run through the supercard of honor card here. We'll give you a couple of predictions and thoughts on our way out. But this is also your last call for your last call, your last call for super chats and humper chats. Send them our way if you have any questions. If you have any thoughts on this upcoming card, holy hell, it's looking like a good one. I like Claudio's new theme matching his, like, <sighs> arrogant persona. It's not the, like, Andrew WK happy overture. It's no, kind it's, of a, it's like, a heel overture. It's yeah. more, like, sinister, conqueror-like. Delicious. <laughs> I love it so much. So, your card. We've got the Reach for the Sky ladder match for the ROH World Tag Team Championship. The Lucha Brothers, Ray Fenix and Penta El Zero Miedo. Versus Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis versus La Faction Ingubernable, Rush and Drillistico versus The Kingdom, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett versus Top Flight, Dante and Darius Martin. Just wanted to run down their names for people who might be a little bit less familiar with some of these newer ROH acts coming in or newer to other people who might be watching. I said I'm going Top Flight here. I think you go a lot of ways. I think it's very possible it's Aussie Open, like you had kind of said. I think this is going to be a hell of a match. I would love to see FTR introduce the new titles. They did say they're reta- retiring the tag titles. Mm-hmm. They should. Those should go with the Briscoes. Um, so a lot of new belt designs tonight. A lot of new ones. The new era. It, it kind of makes yeah. sense. Um, I, like, I, like I would love the, FTR's uh, presence there. I know they can't be in the match because they're probably going to mm-hmm. win the AEW World Titles on, on Wednesday. Or at so. least fighting for them. But I would love for them to be a part of the presentation just because the best tag matches, arguably of all time, were between these two teams. Um, but you're you're thinking Aussie Open goes over here? Selfishly, uh, only because I would like to continue twerking to their entrance every time they're on TV. <laughs> uh, you know, if they if they're the tag champs, we'll see a lot, see them, you know, see them plenty often. So, yes, that. I, Although the top flight, you know, for the brothers thing would also be pretty cool, especially because top flight for all the like injuries and stuff. And, you know, it'd be such a colossal W for them. And I've been really clamoring for something good to happen with them. And that AEW tag division is just so, so thick. I don't, you know, hey, ROH is a great place that many have started, so. Agreed. Agreed. I would love for them to, I feel like they could get a really uh, productive tag run in ROH. So I am here for that. We've got your ROH six man championships, the embassy, Brian Cage, Bishop Khan and Toa Leona versus AR Fox, 
Blake, Christian, and Metalik. I'm going the embassy here. It's hard to tell totally, but it just feels like for them to drop the titles, even if they held an open challenge, like if Brian Cage was leaving, I would hope they'd at least like hold an open challenge and give it to a team that's kind of like a more established full team for that six man. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts? For me, like if it was going to be a thing of, you know, the embassies losing the belts, I feel like a more like established solidified trio would be a better team to transition those onto. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the results of this match are, are it literally all depends on what Brian Cage's plans are. It kind of <laughs> does. It we're kind of just waiting way. for the match to end and no, you know, get an idea of what he's doing. Because <laughs> outside sure. of that, it. And my, I don't my know. hope would be too that he'd probably do business on the way out. I, I could see him, even yeah. if he does go on to WWE, which personally I think is actually a better fit. Um, I, I could see him, you know, sticking around for another couple of weeks because what the, you know, he's going into WrestleMania weekend. Like, I don't think he showed up on Monday on Raw. So um, we get a match that's just on the card because why the hell not? This is going to be a ton of fun. Tanahashi versus Daniel Garcia. I don't give a shit who wins this. I think it's going to be Tanahashi, but I more just want to see it happen. I'm so excited. Uh, any Any thoughts here? Honestly, like I don't give a shit who wins this is my feelings on most of this card, but not in a bad way at all. Like I'm so invested in watching the matches, but it at the end of the day I just know it's going to be it's all going to be so good it almost doesn't matter who wins. But yeah, it it really truly doesn't. <laughs> I'm this, this is like what a great chance for Daniel Garcia to get to wrestle, you know, the ace of New Japan for wrestling. And then also, what an amazing, just random, here's a treat for no reason whatsoever, other than the fact that he's in town already, for yeah. having Tanahashi show up at Supercard of Honor. Like with Speedball Mike Bailey, just matches I just yeah. want to see, because I want to see him. I ain't mad about that. You also never know, Daniel Garcia could hop into a G1 at some point. There could be more to build on Forbidden Door with this. There's plenty of places they could go. Yuta was in Super Junior last year. I'd love to see Daniel Garcia go over for Best of Super Junior this year. That especially cool. especially because, like, you know, generally when you think of that division, you think of a little more, like, agile, high-flying stuff. And his, like, more grounded technical style would be a really nice juxtaposition against probably, like, 60% of the tournament field. Agreed. Agreed. Your triple A mega championship and another one that who cares, but I'm going to go with Vikingo uh, here. Vikingo versus Commander, of course, is a match that kind of shut everybody up about seeing Punk's Instagram story there for a minute. Uh, this is, <laughs> got announced the same day. This is going to be great. I'm going with the champion retaining just because I would feel like if he was going to drop it, it would probably be on triple A's own programming, but I don't really follow it, so I don't really fully know. Uh, I I just think it's going to be an insane match. I'm ready for spot foo. Let's go. Give me Let's my spot foo. That's just feed. Just feed me. I'm just in. Feed me spot. Yeah, that's it. I'm we're, in. They're they're both going to run. I'm like okay. So the only thing with these guys, I've seen a lot of Commander because he does a lot of U.S. Indies, and. Him and Vikingo are both probably like 
top five in the world at running the ro- like running along the ropes tightrope style and having the two of them paired up just means that they should race. Th- th- things that you only thought possible in video games are probably going to happen in that match tomorrow 100 percent, 100 percent. let me get wheeler universe shibata for the pure title i think this is going to be an outstanding match i'm guessing wheeler retains I just don't see Shibata sticking around to ROH, probably, but I think it's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know, like, Minoru Suzuki winning the TV title kind of set the precedent for me of, I suppose, at, you know, like, the, the New Japan fly-in could maybe win the title. I don't expect it. I think it's probably going to be, like, you know, a you know, like a breakout, not breakout, but like a, you know, like a defining career milestone for Wheeler Yuta to say he's got a win over Shibata. Um, Agreed. I also wonder if that opens up Shibata to the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club, man. There's a lot of possibilities there. Uh, If this can, if this can somehow be be parlayed into Danielson versus Shibata, I, I don't care what happens. Not at Forbidden Door, though. Give me Zack Sabre Jr. versus Danielson. Please, please, please. I'm going to be at Forbidden Door. Please give me. I'll, I'll take. I want oh, the Shibata so match. Jealous. <laughs> so jealous. Honestly, it's only because I live an hour from Toronto and for no other reason than like. If, if, if I had if to travel. If it was travel, a Saturday any, and not a Sunday, I would have been there in a second. Would if have I had been to travel. Like if I had to travel for it, it would be literally impossible no go. for me to do. But because it's. A car ride i can hell yeah have fun at that have I, fun with it we got our tv title samoa joe versus mark briscoe truly what i feel like can go either way truly one that i feel like could go either way and i don't think there's a wrong decision i my gut just feels like joe is sticking with it but that's just uh that that gut isn't based on like anything from a fundamental wrestling perspective or anything like that. Just just feels that way for me. You're going Mark Briscoe on this though. You said right, I think earlier. I, f- I feel like the, the I feel like the the happy feel good ending for Mark Briscoe would be like the it's something I I don't know. I, I really don't know, Kate. I'm so Yeah, no, I'm, this I'm, was a tough one. This I'm t- a tough one. Oh yeah, I I feel like I'm gonna get pulled in half, but I I want Mark Briscoe to win it just because of the. Sure. I know it's just gonna be such a happy feel good moment, and I'd like that little injection of serotonin in my life. There you go. <laughs> I'll take it. Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki. I think Athena's the clear winner here. This is one of the more predictable ones, but I think it's gonna be a hell of a match. What do you think here? Athena retains, but like, yeah, the precedent of her entire run up to the belt and with it is probably going to be one of the best matches of the show. Sure. Agreed. It's going to get the most super chats on the post show, guaranteed. Hell yeah. Let's go. Well, I don't know, though, because if anything beats Claudio Castagnoli, (laughs) man, oh man, that's going to be so much fun. I'm going to say Eddie goes over here. This is another one I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. Just feels like you can only go to this well so many times with Eddie Kingston. One of these times, he's got to win. He's got to learn from his mistakes. He's got to not let all of his other stuff get the best of him. And it also just feels like the Blackpool Combat Cup is doing so much on AEW television. I don't know if they're going to want to split Claudio's time in this way. 
Um, but I really, really have loved the work he's been doing. Um, this just feels like the perfect version of Claudio for me. I'm, I'm so excited to see it. But Eddie Kingston has quit AEW. So yeah. he's an ROH now. I think it's his world title. What do you think here? I... I very much, for my heart, want the Eddie Kingston win, and I think it just, yeah, I think it's his time. I, you know, he's he's lost a lot of big ones. He's not really won many of the big ones, and I think what better big one than finally he gets a chance for a world championship of some kind and can come away with the victory. It, it it's another like there's a lot of like heartwarming feel good moment potential on this show. Like there's. There's a whole lot of touchy-feely awe moments that could happen here. Uh, and I, I'd like to see them all. As would I. Also, Eddie Well, Kingston. that brings us to the end of our card and the end of our show. Do want to remind you, you can tune into the Super Card of Honor post show with me and Kylie tomorrow. That'll take place 10 minutes after the pay-per-view ends. Who the hell knows that when that'll be? It's a Tony Khan pay-per-view, so these could go on a really long time, but very much looking forward to this card. Very excited to review it. Um, we've got your NXT Stand and Deliver post-show on YouTube. We've got nights one and two of WrestleMania on the main channel and at Fightful Select. So much great content coming for you. And we've got the WrestleMania SmackDown with your Andre the Giant Battle Royal on it and a whole bunch of other stuff. You can check out that post show on the main channel as well. Also, I'll plug our good friend, the doctor, BR underscore doctor on Twitter. You can go win some free artwork that is ROH related over there. Check them out. Good stuff. We appreciate Doc always being supportive of us. More than happy to throw the support back and more than happy to give Mike a second to plug all your stuff. Go for it. <laughs> I only have one stuff Wednesdays uh, generally uh, on Fightful Overbooked, myself and Righteous Reg, Indeed, the independent wrestling podcast, giving you a bunch of matches that we watched every week and, you know, wrestlers to check out, shows to check out, telling you about some indie news and announcements. Uh, we like to show a GIF of the week. So if you like to see, you know, dumb, crazy indie spots, it's a pretty good place to be. Also, though, tying into the Ring of Honor, a lot of the you know less familiar faces that might be popping up on Ring of Honor to you every week, odds are they're very busy around the independent scene. And you know, tune into Indeed, and you might become familiar with some of these people before they even pop up on ROH or on AEW Dark, and then you can go, "Oh, hey, I saw them put on this banger twenty-minute match," and you know, in a gym somewhere for a couple hundred people. Hell it's yeah. Time. Hell yeah, absolutely. Follow me on Twitter. It's right there. That's there it. That's all I do. Mike is indie right there. Me, I got a full slate this weekend. I'm not going to lie, you guys. I got a lot going on. I got the Super Card of Honor post show tomorrow. I've got nights one and two of WrestleMania on the Fightful Select Peggy Wall. I've got your NXT Stand to Deliver post show on the main channel at Fightful. Sunday, I've got Joel and Kate and Joel call it in the ring. I get first billing. What am I saying? Kate and Joel call it in the ring. We'll do a quick night one recap and a night two preview. And then it starts all back up again. I've got Monday on select doing the Raw review. Tuesdays doing the Sour Graps NXT post show. Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast doing all things all elite. 
Thursday is right back here and Friday's back at AW Rampage and SmackDown. But I'm also going to Excite Wrestling to do some commentary and we're holding a media scrum. So get your spin drift, get your muffins. I'm going to be hurt and I'm old and I'm tired. Excite Wrestling is full of effing children and we're going to talk all about it. But sincerely, I'll be joined by their ring ring announcer, Chris Glow, for... Uh, that media scrum, he works with WrestleNomics, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, resource out there for people who are into the economic side of, of professional wrestling. I'm sure, your Excite Wrestling favorites will also be there, so you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling for that. Very excited just to talk about uh, my role in wrestling media, my role in commentary, tons of fun stuff going on there. But more importantly, have a safe and wonderful wrestling weekend. Watch the wrestling you like. There's so much of it going on. Hope to see you at the Super Card of Honor post show tomorrow. To those of you who are attending shows, be smart, be safe, have a blast, make friends, say hi to people that you saw in the chat, say hi to Reg at the shows, have a great and wonderful time, and have a safe and wonderful wrestling fills weekend. We'll see you guys soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.